0: Hello colleagues, hello friends, and welcome to The Corporation, the podcast that's too fun to fail. This is the show where I speak to employees of Hogswood Cooper Media, the worldwide conglomerate that owns everything from slaughterhouses to payday loan companies. Each week, I strive to learn about and celebrate the folks who work for the many subsidiaries of this remarkable company. I'm your host, Dean Ardenfell, and I'm required to state that I am not employed by Hogswood Cooper. But boy, am I a fan, and I think you're going to be too. So let's get into it, shall we? My first guest is the longest continual employee of the Boston Beacon, the well-known daily newspaper. It was founded in 1861, and although my guest doesn't go back quite that far, he has worked in the paper's nerve center, the mailroom, since 1963. In addition, he molds well-known characters from popular fiction out of Sculpy clay please welcome barney frumpkin everybody hi barney hi dean thank you very much for having me here uh, yeah uh it's great to have you and are you comfortable with that microphone you comfortable in that chair uh, uh you know as comfortable as a man with scoliosis can be great great and so uh you've been a mail processing clerk for 56 years at the paper
1: Yes, yes, that is, that is correct.
0: That's impressive, uh, and and I know the paper has changed a lot in the, in, in in recent years and over time. Uh, what's 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 it like in the mailroom? Does does it change down there? Oh well, you know the mailroom in the past fifty six years. I gotta say it's kind of been
1: uh, it's it's been a well oiled machine all the way through. Every day letters coming in, letters going out, processing all that stuff, making sure it gets where it's going. You know, you really you can't have a business without the mail. That's what we always say.
0: Well, I you know it's clear that you are passionate because you've been in this in this one role for fifty six years. And uh, I mean, I tried to go back and uh, and find some of your coworkers from back in the day that you started with, but literally every one of them has died um and and when i looked at the records most of them were promoted out of the mailroom but not you you've been there for the whole duration is that a choice well uh, you
1: know when i took on the job it was an entry-level position and uh and i'm I'm still
0: holding out hope that maybe i'll move up one day okay so this isn't a choice for on your part this I is like i like... think
1: that um that i'm i am where i am because uh because they think
0: i'm good at it right that's a nice way to look at a job that has employed you for fifty-six years and refused to promote you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty. <laughs> right. You know, you got to you got you to gotta look at the silver lining. You got to keep it. Uh, you got to keep it up in your head and make sure everything is 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 tip top and oh. always going as well as it can. And, uh, and for me, I, I've never gotten a paper cut. Never, not never, once. Never, not once. Wow, uh, that's 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 a feat in and of itself. And and I think that uh, you know with the with the the amount of paper that I handle in a in a given day that that in and of itself and not getting any of my blood on the important documents that are that right, our people right. need, you know, that that that's pretty good.
0: <laughs> I would imagine that getting your blood all over the important documents would be sort of a non-starter at a, at a job as a mail processing clerk. It is clerk. frowned upon. Yes, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. So, but the paper has changed a lot in the recent years. Like, like for instance, in the last 10 years, they've, fi- they've, they've laid off all their photographers. People are just using iPhones. Uh, a lot of the reporters, uh, you know, a lot of the reporting just isn't happening anymore. It's just, they're just aggregating from other websites, is there still mail coming in, even though they've downsized by about eighty percent at the paper?
1: Oh yeah, no, we still get mail. Uh, we get a lot of mail. Uh, we get cease and desist letters. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. Get several of those a day. Yep. Uh, we also get. Um, I, I believe it's called hate mail yes hate mail yeah uh yeah, you get a lot of that yeah yeah we get a, uh, oh sometimes sometimes they have us open packages if, oh, they if they're suspicious looking ah. uh you know and and we get we get several letters a day at so, least that are made of like cut out bits of
0: magazines so so walk me through this let's say a package comes in that's suspicious in some way and rather than calling the authorities they just have you guys open it
1: yeah well we're professionals
0: sure but like what, are, what what are the steps that you would take that maybe i wouldn't take when opening a suspicious package
1: oh sure so uh so here, I'll, I'll lay out a full hypothetical mm-hmm. for you yeah. uh, the, the male layman
0: right uh, male so, layman
1: yep so uh, uh let's say a package comes in mm-hmm. you know package it's like a it's like a three by five Little box. Mm. And then maybe it's got some white powder coming out of it. Okay. Right? <laughs> that would be so, the suspicious part. <laughs> so we put it on on one of the trays, mm. you know, to go up to wherever it goes to. And we say we bring it upstairs to the, the CEO. Mm. And the CEO gets it and she says,
0: well, what's going on with this? So you wait for the CEO to to look at the package with the white powder coming out of it. and
1: Well, we bef- can't open someone else's mail without their consent. It's a federal I see, offense. I see.
0: And so your first goal... Even even above the safety of the package is get the package to the person it's intended for.
1: Dean, do you know how important the mail is? <laughs>
0: I feel like you've you've been pressing that point up upon me.
1: So we bring it up to this CEO. Mm, yeah. She says she says, "What's going on What's
0: with this What's this white powder?" Yeah, yeah. And
1: we say, "Oh, sorry, ma'am, we'll we'll take it back downstairs." Yeah. So we take it back downstairs, and then right in the middle of the mail room with everybody watching, because you got to have witnesses. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sure.
1: We we usually first we we like to hit it with a hammer. Okay. Uh, just because if there's anything alive in there, uh-huh, you know, like if, take they, care of if they if they mailed us a snake, yep. we got to take care of that first. Sure. Sure. So has that happened before? Uh, it, it, twice in yeah. in the time I've been there.
0: And what happens when you hit a box with a snake in it? Does well, it
1: if you hit it hard enough, the snake dies.
0: Okay. <laughs> Sure. I would just think, <laughs> I I would like just think just, it would, be, obvious, I would just think it'd be hard to hit a snake with a hammer inside of a box without it just wriggling right out and escaping. But Well,
1: no. I mean, if it's a small enough box, and the snake is pretty coiled up. You
0: know, it's just one long
1: spine, really. So you you break that and the snake is dead.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, I did not think this is where this was going, but I like to follow what's interesting to me. So let's say you smash this box with a hammer mm-hmm. and uh, nothing alive dies. Nothing makes a noise. Yep. But you got this box with the white powder. Then what do you do?
1: Okay, so then four of us, we get our box cutters out, and uh-huh. we each take a different side of the box. This is right in
0: the mailroom in right, front of everybody. Right in the mailroom, right in the middle of the mailroom, yep. in
1: front of everybody. We've got to make sure everyone has an unobstructed view. Sure. Yep. <laughs> so four of us go. We each, in, in one fluid motion cut our side of the box mm. and then someone else comes in and they roundhouse kick the top of the box off. okay okay <laughs> so
0: so once that's, that that's happens a, that's a young man's game i'm assuming
1: yeah yeah no i i, I used to be the roundhouse guy i can't you? do it anymore gotcha uh scoliosis stopped me from that sure sure sure. but so then once once the top is off the box we all lean in mm-hmm. and uh put our heads right over it to yeah. see what's in there yep and nine times out of ten, it's like a talcum powder packet sure. that has just burst open. Probably because <laughs> we hit it with a hammer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you're not you're not wearing masks or anything. You're just you know breathing in that oxygen. Well, no, if That's you're wearing a mask, you can't smell it properly. Who knows what? Okay, so what, you're taking a uh, you're taking a deep. Oh, deep whiff. Of, yep, gotcha. Real deep whiff. Okay. Uh, and what if that powder is toxic in some way? Has that well, it hasn't happened yet. Oh, well, that's good. No, no paper cuts and luckily no... No paper cuts, no toxins. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, uh, um, I'm, I, mean, I'm, I feel fortunate to be sitting across from you. Uh, so in uh, in recent years, uh, you know, as I mentioned, it seems like the Beacon has become more of like an aggregator. You know, they got a paywall, they got a digital site, and and they're getting a lot... Oh, of, it
1: is hard to get through the paywall. Yeah. I, oh. I got to get through the paywall every day just to get to work.
0: Is there... A, I think we're confusing. You're saying there's a physical wall at the company that you have to get through, yeah? Time?
1: No, they, there's like a there's like a toll booth at the front. So they're charging... We call it the, we
0: call it the paywall. You're char- they're charging their own employees to come to work. Like yeah, a toll booth would. Yeah, no, it's five dollars a day. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> you do get a paycheck though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean they. Interesting. Um, So uh, I'm just kind of wondering, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, is it hard to see, you know, a a company you've worked for for so long? I mean, they've been a caretaker of the fourth estate forever. Right. And now they're losing their credibility. Like, how does that feel to to work for a company that's like steadily declining in public opinion?
1: Well, I think uh, and I I think this is an opinion that most people share Mm. that uh, that the public doesn't know what's good for them. Uh-huh. So I think they need to be told what's good for them and they need to have people who are educated and and morally minded make those decisions for them.
0: I see. I see. And so the 17 people who still work at the Beacon you think are the right morally minded people to be uh, basically telling people what to think? Obviously. Otherwise why would they be there? Right. And why would you be there still working there after all these years, right? Smart cookie. Um and now so I uh, have you, I'm just wondering if you've ever like. Obviously, you're not allowed to open the mail, right? Unless for there's something. Uh, unless unless
1: someone tells us to, we do not open the mail. We shake it. So you shake it. Yeah, you know, we shake it sometimes just to see if there's a uh, you know bells in it. Yeah. Or or, bells. or something. Uh, yeah, you it know. Works. So if uh, around Christmas time, sometimes people mail
0: bells. I see. So um, uh, I guess I'm wondering, like, if you uh, has any mail ever come in opened and you've gotten a look at something that maybe wasn't intended for you but just by accident you've seen stuff
1: oh yeah oh that's that that happens quite often i'd say probably at least once a quarter
0: what what kind of stuff have you seen
1: oh uh let me think back uh the watergate tapes oh wow um
0: (laughs) so they they mailed the watergate tapes to the boston beacon oh yeah yeah, and and so i I was under the impression that it was uh two washington post reporters that broke that story but why would you why would anybody send it to your paper? Oh no,
1: this was in this was in
0: 2002. Oh. Okay, someone sent the Watergate tapes to why?
1: Um I I, I don't know why. I just remember that we got this envelope and I looked inside and there were two like TDK cassette tapes. Mm. That one one of them said Watergate side 1. Okay. And okay. then and then on the other side it said Watergate side 2. Yeah, sure. And then the other one said Watergate B. Side one huh. And then the other side Said Watergate B-side two You know And uh, it's it seems no, like You gotta hear The Watergate
0: B-sides Let me tell you <laughs> do, do I Do I uh, They haven't They haven't been Like released to the public Oh no, no
1: no no But there's some There's some real There's some real Like solid experimental Stuff on there
0: Oh okay um, Well uh, I'm gonna move on To my second guest here In, in a moment And we're gonna get back to I, I really wanna talk about Your hobby as well Cause it's a really Interesting hobby But before we do that Let's pause and hear A quick word from our sponsor We'll be right back the corporation is sponsored by Vermont Comedy Club, offering world class stand up, improv, and sketch comedy five nights a week. This weekend, see Roy Wood Jr. from The Daily Show. The comedy club has a full bar, food menu, and table service, so make a night of it. Vermont Comedy Club is located just downhill from the Flynn Theater on Main Street in Burlington. They also offer classes for adults and camps for kids. For more information, visit VTComedy.com. Now, back to the show. And we're back. We've been talking with Barney Frumpkin, mail clerk for the Boston Beacon, and now I'm going to bring in my second guest to the conversation, who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. Our next guest is a, a former star of the reality show BFF Betrayals, and a current Instagram influencer with over 2 million followers. That's pretty impressive for just 20 years old. Uh, and she's known for her perky attitude, and her makeup tips online, and her strong views on what she calls our totes flat earth. So please welcome Kaylee Rutherford Shea, everybody. Hello Kaylee. Hello. Is it Kaylee, damn. am I
2: saying that right? Um it's Kaylee. Kaylee Rutherford Shay.
0: Kaylee Rutherford Shay. So Thank like you. uh the front half and the back half of the name kind of rhyme with each yes, other. Yes, they
2: most definitely do.
0: Oh, that's so great. That's so uh, uh did, did you make that decision when you got on when you when you started using the social media did you make I mean I
2: do think rhyming really helps your personal brand
0: sure yeah I could see that I could see that um so we all know you from BFF betrayals you Mm. were locked in a house with like your 10 best friends yes and forced to betray each other's trust um uh how how how, like what was that experience like and and what were some of the challenges
2: it was crazy yeah (laughs) like by far the craziest thing i've ever done like i feel so hashtag blessed to have been a part of that experience yeah
0: yeah and even though you came out of it with uh, very few friends
2: oh i lost everyone that i trust
0: (laughs) sure and what's it like trying to rebuild uh Entirely new friendships with people. Oh,
2: it's going nowhere. Right.
0: Well, no. now you're famous, so I'm so to famous,
2: know. and guess what? Fame yeah. is a prison.
0: <laughs> is it?
2: <laughs> Much like Lady Gaga once tweeted.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um. And so I really connected with that tweet. In fact, I have it framed, and in my house.
0: Wow. Uh. You do. You do. Um. These uh, makeup tips for girls, uh. Which is very empowering. I watch all of them, even though I don't even wear makeup, and um, I'm, like, if there's ever like a uh, like a special like lady in my life or something. I'm definitely going to show her those. Um, but like, w- what's the inspiration behind doing all those?
2: Yes. Well, makeup, it is, you know, my life. Yeah. Other than being a reality TV star and being, sure. yeah. and, and, you know, makeup is very important to me yeah. because it's important to put your best face forward. Mm-hmm. And I think that every young girl should aim for that.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, And you looked great, by the way, when you were, Uh, like stabbing all of your best friends in the back um, on that show. Like I was, I was always like, her face looks perfect right now. Even as you were like crying, you would like reapply mascara. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yes. I actually had surgery done to my tear ducts so that no water actually comes out. Really? Um, so my makeup does not get disturbed Wow. when I'm feeling very intense, (laughs) intense emotions.
0: That is fantastic. You Thank know, I, uh, I, I would never have thought of that, but it's it seems very practical.
2: It's very painful, actually. Uh-huh. But it's painful. It's so, like, it. what
0: happens if, for instance, like you get dust in your eye? Uh, you know, like, like for instance, if I get mm. dust in my eye, my my tear ducts sort of try to flush it out. What happens with you?
2: I just have so much dust in my eye right now. <laughs> oh, my vision is very cloudy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm only seeing like maybe fifty percent of everything that I'm looking at. It's dangerous.
0: I mean, I guess sometimes that's a good thing. Like, uh, people say I'm not much to look at, so if you are only seeing 50% of me, then that's probably a good thing. Yes, ugly Uh.
2: people are less ugly now.
0: (laughs) Oh, I guess that's true, I guess that's true. (laughs) So, um, what what were some of the things that you were like, uh, tell us about some of the challenges where you were pitted against your best friends on the show.
2: Yeah, so I remember in episode um, 37, it was a really intense one. Yeah, it's uh, a long season. It was so long. There were around two hundred episodes, wow. and Barney,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Barney, Barney, and Charlet. Oh, they're God. Just, they are just they—they formed a pack.
0: Those bitches, I those hated so much.
2: Bitches were crazy, <laughs> and they formed a pack, and they turned uh-huh. M- Morgan uh-huh. and Vanessa against me. Wow. all right this was yeah. four against one wow and all of a sudden i just started hiding my stuff
0: oh like, God. can oh, you imagine anything I was, is there anything worse than your stuff being hidden no like, i was like this is world. my
2: house i should know where my things are Right, right. <laughs> but i right. would look in drawers and nothing would be there wow. <laughs> and it was scary dean wow
0: that's wow that sounds terrifying thank and you um, what do you think of that, Barney? I'm sorry. Uh, I, I want to involve you in this conversation as well. And I know you must be have feelings about this. Oh,
1: absolutely. Uh, first of all, Kaylee. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, l- let me just. Kaylee. 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 Am I saying that Rutherford
2: right? Rutherford Shea. Yes, the rhyme. Kaylee
1: Rutherford Shea. Uh, big fan. Thank you. Uh, I, 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 love, think so. I love the show. Do you, do you, um, you
0: all have a, a television uh, down in the mail room? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. It keeps us motivated. Sure. Usually we're, we're we're watching MSNBC. But, uh-huh, uh, but yeah. any time. BFF portrayal comes on yeah. you, you know we're clicking it over sure of course yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you and uh yeah I just gotta say like if uh I mean I, I remember the scene when you looked in that drawer and no tears came up and yeah I, I felt like I was crying
0: for you
2: thank you so much I appreciate all my fans um uh,
0: so the other the other hashtag that you post a lot under is this hashtag totes flat earth mm. uh and I'm I'm wondering like what is that
2: I mean I guess it's just everything's just totes flat earth you know Mm -hmm. just every aspect of life you know weird things happen sometimes you open a drawer nothing's in it and i'm like that's totes flat earth
0: oh okay okay yeah um for some reason i was taking it literally as though you actually um believed that the earth was flat is that
2: i mean it's a little bit of both like obviously maps are flat so Okay. Why wouldn't the earth be flat? But at the same time... Sure. At the same time, like, things are just weird.
0: Okay. So so you've conflated these two things into one thing, which are, on the one hand, the earth is flat, because uh, maps are flat, and then on the other hand, sometimes, like, weird deja vu things happen in your mm. life, and you think... Oh, well the earth is flat it's more of a rhetorical totes flat
2: earth yeah uh-huh
0: totes flat earth so you've used that in both contexts
2: you can really use it just any way you want like someone could be like wearing a weird outfit and you could be like you look totes flat earth
0: okay Interesting. it's just
2: very applicable to multiple things
0: well it is if you redefine the definition of it i guess yeah <laughs> um so so well i got to ask about the actual flat earth theory because uh i'm so fascinated by this you know it's uh, like uh the idea is that we all live on kind of a disk and that Antarctica is in the middle. Yes. And that maybe there might even be like a little snow globe kind of thing. Keeping mm, nope. No? No. It's no. just a disk floating in space?
2: Very flat disk yeah. Yeah. in space. Spinning.
0: Spinning. And that's uh, and that's a thing that you believe. Uh, yeah. the, the, I mean, I looked it up and it's so fascinating because I know the question everyone always asks is, why don't people fall off the edge of the earth, right? But there's this theory that, uh, it's called the Pac-Man theory, where you get mm. to one edge of, and then you pop out the other edge. Exactly. You teleport to the other edge. And so that's what you believe is happening. Oh,
2: most definitely. I swear it's happened to me multiple times. Oh,
0: you've teleported from one edge of the world to yeah. the other? Yeah. So the real question is, I mean, I guess we could be doing that at any moment. We wouldn't know. But where do you think the edge is that that happens at?
2: Um, well, I went on holiday a couple months back. Uh-huh. I went to Cabo. Oh, and beautiful. it was an amazing holiday like i had so much fun sure. and then just i swear the next day i was like whoop, other side of the earth
0: yeah so was there a, like a line that you felt like you crossed physically or was it just uh,
2: a- no, no 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 i i was partying with my girlfriends mm-hmm. and i hit my head really hard one night <laughs> wow um and i just feel like there was a total switch after that a
0: shift that. yeah mm-hmm. a shift See, now you mentioned Girlfriends. Was that after the show was over? And
2: it was actually, it was like right, yeah, I guess it was right after the show. Mm. So, Girlfriends, is it's a strong word. I mm. guess it was more like actresses that I paid to oh, go okay. out with me on holiday. But.
0: Well, I mean, that's what happens with fame, right? You have to... Yeah, it's a prison. <laughs> <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard that somewhere. I mean, you've got some good company. I mean, there are other people who believe this stuff, right? Logan Paul. Maybe Kanye West. Yeah. Those are some famous people that are flat earthers, right? Yes, they are. Yeah. Um we do have a club. You have a club? A flat earther, totes Flat Earth Club. So if I if I went into like the hottest nightclub in town and they had like a back room that I couldn't get into, would mm-hmm. that be like you, Logan Paul, and Kanye West talking about disc theory?
2: Most likely yes, but I cannot say.
0: You're but not allowed I'm to say. also
2: like yes, but, yeah, no.
0: but no. She you're I see that you're winking at me, but your eye is stuck closed
2: does that sometimes <laughs> because of the, the surgery. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Uh, um, I want to get back to Barney uh, because Barney, we haven't talked about his hobby and I think maybe Kyle would really like hearing about it as well. You take characters from fiction and then you sculpt them out of sculpy Clay.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's what I do. It's how I uh, keep my hands and my fingers limber when I'm not at work. And if you, uh, what,
0: what do you do with all these sculptures once they're done?
1: Well, I uh, you know I, I like to put them on like a good flat base, and I put them on the dashboard of my car. Mm. And then uh, once that's full, I put them on the rear dashboard of my car. Okay, yours was the car I saw when yeah. I passed it, And then once that's full, I start putting them on the roof. Yep. And then when that filled up, I started putting them on the hood. But that was a problem because the hood generates a lot of heat, and it started to melt them. Okay. So then I was putting them on the trunk.
0: And now I'm on the wheel wells. Wow. Wow. And is that uh, practical? Is it a practical vehicle to drive? Uh, pigeons no longer land on my car. Oh, I see. That's interesting. Cool, cool. Now, I mean, I, I just... This is so uh uh so interesting like uh barney would you ever be uh interested in like maybe being in one of Kylie's videos or or because i like to i like to make connections here on oh the, on the
2: and show. i love to do makeover
0: oh, videos do you think barney could what would you do to like uh give barney a, I, I, I would be honored i and feel if like if you have time no big deal but maybe me as well but let's start with barney we would
2: do a full wardrobe upgrade i'm talking wow. prints. i'm talking Pleated pants.
0: When you say prince,
1: did you mean P-R-I-N-T-S or P-R-I-N-C-E? Because I'm not wearing Butler's pants. Hmm.
2: I did not follow any of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: did, did you mean... Also, um, you have to keep in mind, Barney, that... Um- At most, Kylie is able to see like 50% of you. So you're a real blur.
2: It's going to be difficult because I do not know your age or your body type or your gender, to be honest. (laughs) Well,
0: if you
1: you had to guess all three of those things, and I won't be offended.
2: Okay. I would say a thousand year old female skinny.
1: (laughs) she's pretty wow. close, yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> close.
0: Um, thank you well uh, i gotta thank both of you for being here this has been <laughs> illuminating in so many ways and uh i mean I, like i said i would love for you to make me over but we've a lot we've we're out of time and i'm not you know i'm not the important one here so that's about all the time we have for today on the corporation i want to thank my guests for speaking with me and our listeners for tuning in don't forget to subscribe rate and review and email me at at hotmail at com. and remember Dean Ardenfell is not and has never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Cheers!
1: Search for Nixon's b The Corporation is a presentation of Unicow Media. Dean Ardenfell was played by Nathan Hartswick, Barney Frumkin was played by Sam Carnett, and Kaylee Rutherford Shea was played by Stella Pappas. Subscribe to hear new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. For more great stuff, follow The Corporation Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and check out thecorporationpod.com.